Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Two. This is Cal. Welcome, Welcome to, to Word to, to the Blur. Two and Cal. Hey, we got a special guest for you. We got our father. Um, you heard us talk about him on episode one. You know, the man that put us on to comic books, gave me my first comic book out the womb. None other than Big John Cena. What's going on, old man? What's happening, son? How are you doing? I'm it's always sad. a pleasure to see my sons, Mike, together. I love them dearly. And I'm honored that they invited me to share this moment. Yeah, you're you're our first official guest, man. Fact. So so welcome to the word to the blurred family. Thank you. I'm about to cry and shit. <laughs> All right. So we have a couple questions for you. But uh, could you tell us when did you start reading comic books? Wow. Um, I didn't even think about it until you had mentioned about me being on your podcast. I started reading comics when I was eight. My father, your grandfather, gave me my first comic book. And he gave it to me because at that time, Dr. No was on, um, the movie came out. And my mother did not want my father to take me. So he gave me a comic book as a consolation prize. It was a Superman comic book. And in this, the cover of the comic book, Superman is being sucked into a little mini tornado. And Lois and Jimmy Olsen was pulling him, attempting to keep him from being sucked into the um, tornado. And that's what I remember, the mini tornado. And that's what I remember. That was my first comic book. Damn. Okay. And so I remember in the first episode, Kali and I talked more about um, how you like James Bond. So how did you get into James Bond? Well, you know how the same way that you, you got into it. Your grandfather. Okay. And when you think about it, it was three generations. My father had taken me to the uh, James Bond movie. Um, and I know I kind of grow, grew up, and I mean, he took you guys when um, your mother and I were working and introduced you to James Bond. I want to say, was it Roger Moore or was it, um, what's the other guy? Um, who put it, who, when Grandpa took us to see Yes. It was, it was Pierce, Pierce Bronson. Pierce Bronson at that time. But for me, James Bond will always be Sean Connery. Um, Roger Moore was too jokey-jokey for me. And I did... Timothy Dalton was like watching Shakespeare in James Bond. But I... The James Bond... Shaken, not stirreth. I... The James (laughs) Bond that I'm a fan of after Sean is um, Daniel Craig. I think he really kind of recaptured it. I like what they did with his blonde hair. It was a... A contrast to all the other James Bond. Okay, what got? What do you know? What got Grandpa into James Bond, or how he discovered um, it? Your grandfather w- was a reader, so my father read a lot of different things. When I was a kid, he used to act out Cyrano de Bergerac for me. There were always books in my house, so it was from. Um, oh, just let the people know where you're from, real quick. Oh, I grew up in Harlem. My I used to Twitter. My Twitter tag was born in Harlem. But Ray, Caribbean raised, okay. so um, my grand, my father was first generation American, and our grandparents, my grandparents, their great grandparents, was from the Cape of Verde, which is off the southwest coast of Africa, Jamaica, and Montserrat, which is a little tiny island in the Lesser Antilles. Um, it's next to Antigua, St. Kitts Nevis, so. Everybody on Montserrat is related, so it's that small. small. Yeah, it is a small island. Okay, so go back to James Bond. You said that yeah. there was books in. Okay, the house. so Grandpa had books 
that Ian Fleming had written um, in 1962. Um, in 1962, Ian Fleming and James Bond got popular in America when um, John F. Kennedy was reading the books. It's pretty much like what um, Clinton did when he mentioned that the books that he was reading was Walter Mosley. Mm. So that kind of piece people's interest. Right. The Easy Rowling series that Clinton mentioned. So um, John F. Kennedy had mentioned that he was reading um, Ian Fleming's James Bond, and it just kind of took off from there, mm. from what I remember. Who is your favorite superhero? Wow. If if you can, talk about uh, from when you was a child all the way up to like a teenager. To like, did your taste in superheroes okay, or no, comic my, books change? My, my taste definitely changed. Let me just put it out there. I'm, I'm a DC man, um, probably because the first comic that I was given was a DC comic. Then after that, um, I do read some Marvel. So my favorite, I don't know if I have, yeah, I do have a favorite character. I know it's going to sound corny. I was always into the sidekick because I could relate to them. Mm-hmm. It was Robin was my favorite. Um, the Dick Grayson Robin was my favorite. Why Dick Grayson not all the Because Robins? I, um, well, you have to realize when I was a kid, there wasn't any other Robins. It was just Dick Grayson. So he was my favorite because you could kind of relate to Robin. Even though, you know, in terms of he's a teenager, and if Robin could do it, Dick Grayson could do it, I could do it. Because I, that's the thought that you have when you're a little kid. Um, some of the superheroes that I like. Um, I wasn't really mature in my comic reading. I think as I got older, I got into Teen Titans, but not the Teen Titans that Marv Wolfman and George Perez did. I like them more. The Silver Age. The Silver Age comics. And then I also like Brave and the Bulls, Batman, and whatever superheroes that they did. Um, another one of my hero heroes, the comics that I like, is the Spectre, where he was Jim Corrigan. He was killed, stuffed in a box, and he's uh, the ghost of vengeance. Um, I also, from Marvel, I, I didn't like the mainstream Marvel stuff. I was a Hulk fan. I could relate to the Hulk. I like Daredevil, and my personal favorite is Moon Knight. Didn't you like the Beast also? Oh, X-Men? but he was the X Men. That's what that's what I used to call Khalidi, because when Khalidi was a little kid or Khalid, he had big <laughs> extremities, and I would say, "Yo, that's the Beast." Hank McCoy was always and the Ice Man. I mean, I liked the X Men, but it was as I got older and that I related when um, Chris Claremont was writing it. And you had John Burns in and out. Um, mm-hmm. Who's another one of my favorite artists? I like John Burns. I like he also what did, he did. Uh, Superman too, right? Yes, I did. I like what he did with Fantastic Four and X Men. He kind of captured the flair of when Stan Lee and Jack, John, Jack, Jack Kirby. Kirby was drawn. Another one of my favorite artists. I'm a big Jack Kirby fan when he's with DC. So I have a lot of original Commandies. I have a lot of original. Um, New Gods and Forever People and Mr. Miracle. Um, I like when, when he created Darkseid. And what you have to realize is Darkseid preceded, um, what's the guy? Thanos. Thanos. So people are going to read when the movie comes out, they're going to think that Darkseid is a copy. But it isn't because Darkseid was um, the original. The original. That's just like Not that um, the Thanos is a good character. I also read the Infinity Wars long before... 
Uh, it, it became popular, and I thought it was good. You had Jim Stalin, who was writing it, but Jim Stalin always dealt with this life and death thing. If you go back and read uh, Dreadstar, he did it, and uh, Marvel came out with a epic magazine where um, he wrote um, Dreadstar, and Dreadstar was interesting because you had the war, sort of like a Star Wars thing, the rebels against the Empire. Someone invades his planet, ends up killing his people, and he goes on this quest. And um, it's, if you ever get a chance, there is an omnibus. Omnibus. Um, started in Marvel, but now I believe um, Dynamite. You can read it, and it's, it's an interesting reading. Is there a comic book storyline that you kind of just keep going back to because you enjoy it so much? Like, is there, like, a certain issue that you, like, and just, like, you know, every couple months or every couple of years you just go back to Well, there is it? one. Yeah, I, I could give you one. Um, I love the, um, the Green Lantern and the Arrow run by Denny O'Neill and the art by um, Neil Adams. And what I dug, and I have the original, co- I have two of the original copies, a well-read copy and an original copy. They had a letter in it from the former Pat, um, Mayor Lindsay, John Lindsay, John L. Lindsay. And um, he talked about it. And what I dug was the whole concept of Speedy dealing with his own demons. Because when I was a kid, um, heroin was really popular and that was really popping in the community. I grew up in Harlem, as I had mentioned, so um, I, I saw in the community, not in my immediate area, but you go a few blocks, there was a big heroin. So heroin was making um, inroads in the community. Okay. Um, what about your love of s- Star Trek and science fiction? Like, I know you like Doctor Who. Okay. Can you, I, can you talk about both? I'd like to hear you talk about kind of... Because, you, I mean, you you never really were, like, a Star Wars person, correct? Well, I went to see the first Star Wars when I was in college in 1970. There was a, 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 a group of us, and we didn't think we went to... I went to Providence College, so we got in a van. We had a guy named Gary from Connecticut, and he had this big Plymouth, and it was like driving in a tank. And a lot of us went... All of us, your godfather went, Tony. Oh, godfather, Tony. Yeah, and we all went, and we were the only ones that was at the showing. There were a few people, and um, I'm ashamed to say, yeah, we smoked a little before we went and, you know, <laughs> indulged, and we went to see Star Wars. I mean, it was good. But it wasn't. No, I mean, it was good. It was all right. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I wasn't caught up in the wave. I mean, I've seen the movies, but. I just didn't understand. Um, I do remember the original Star Trek. I wasn't a fan then because I don't think I was aware when science... I was aware, but I wasn't into science fiction that much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only as I got older. And then they brought back Star, um, Star Trek's movie, the original one, which I thought was kind of a lame story. The one that I liked is with the Wrath of Khan. Now, that was an excellent one. Because the first one was just kind of generic, and they go out there, and they meet this force, and the force takes over this woman's body, and Captain Kirk is invited, and he couldn't understand. I mean, of all the Star Treks, the one that I enjoy the most, and now I'm happy that people are recognizing, 
is Deep Space Nine. Oh, yeah. Um, I think of all the Star Treks, it was the realest because you have someone on a frontier border and it was whole dealing with the diplomacy. Um, you first, you had a black man. As a black man who has children, I think that's significant. You know, the mother wasn't there, wasn't a, a, a fatherless child, was a motherless child. And the whole dynamics, the concept of a messiah that was created on earth to come back to, I mean, to this place and, and lead his people. That was an interesting concept. The episode that I dug the most was in the 1950s when you had um, Cisco oh, as far a writer. Right was writing about science fiction and that whole racial issue. I thought that was good. You know, um, they talk about that in the documentary. You got to come over and watch okay. it. Okay. I, I plan to. Um, <laughs> um, what's the other? I mean... Um, what about Doctor Who? Doctor Who. I remember watching Doctor Who. My Doctor Who was Thomas Baker, you know, yeah. with the scarf and the jelly bellies. And All right, the, for those who don't know about Doctor Who, when a when did Doctor Who come out? Doctor Who has been in existence for 50 years. So it was long before me. Um, my, So I can't, I mean, I've seen the other Doctor Whos. The first one, the second one, I think BBC did an excellent... Um, when, when it was Doctor Who's festival. Oh, the tribute. The, when, yeah, when they give the tribute, the 50 years, they would they went by episode, not by episode, by doctor by doctor, and they showed the, um, the film, I mean, the TV program, and you could see how it, it, it developed, such as um, the transition of changes of doctors. That was interesting that he regenerates. Who would you think would make a good doctor? That hasn't been cast yet. I don't know. I can't. I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the female doctor, um, Jody. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know Whitaker or whatever her name is. My doctor after. I mean, I who I like most of the recent doctors. I enjoyed Peter Capelli's doctor because he was such an asshole. You know mm-hmm. that he was. You know. I don't. What I mean, an asshole. He was like someone's grandpa. You know he loves you, but he, you know he's kind of stairwayish. Yeah, stairwayish, and you know hard, but in the, in his hardness, he he's loving you. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed David Tennant's. I even enjoy Matt Smith's um, Doctor. That's but, the cat that was in uh, Jessica Jones. Yes, David. Uh, David, David Tennant. Tennant. Yeah. Yes, he was. And he's in this um, good omen or bad omen. Yeah, um, Neil Amazon. Gaiman. Yeah, that's based off Neil Gaiman's work. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a Neil Gaiman fan. You know, I, I read um, Sandman. Sandman. Gosh, yeah. yeah. I wanna I wanna switch gears a little bit. So like, we grew up with like a lot of VHS tapes and DVDs. Like, what? How did you like get your love for movies? Because I mean, we we've always had movies in this house and just DVDs. Like, and I remember. Growing up, how people used to like come in here and like borrow tapes or DVDs, and like we'd probably never get them back, or if we would get them back, they'd be in a different state from when we first got them. But I, I my love of movies started with my father. Uh-huh. They used to be um, on Channel Thirteen. They would show films, and um, on the films they would watch like um, Seven Samurais, which is the forefathers. For the um, Magnificent Seven, Seven yeah. 
you know, I, I remember watching that with my father. I saw Beauty and the Beast, but the French version of it where you had to watch the subtitles. There's a great movie I remember watching with my father, and I saw him in my 20s with a friend of mine. We used to, um, wow. <laughs> we used to, I, not that I do it anymore, we used to... Um, do a line of coke and um, and drink Jack Daniels. So there was this theater on, wait a minute, 96, 97? It was a 97 street. It's called Athelia Theater. And it was, we, it was between Broadway and West End and we would go there and the movie's name is Grand Illusion. Um, Talk about a Grand Illusion. Talk about doing a fucking line of coke. Jesus Christ. Uh, I said one. Okay, well, I said eight line. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so what happened is what I enjoyed about this movie because it changes from national from feudal states to nationalism. It takes place in World War One. You have this German aristocrat whose castle is serving as a prison. They catch this Frenchman who is also an aristocrat. So he accords the Frenchman a certain amount of privileges that the rest of the soldiers um, aren't dealing with, aren't allowed, because they're aristocrats, they're noble blood. But what happens is the French aristocrat and the French soldiers organize an escape, and they're escaping, and he is dealing with that change of from a feudal state and the concept of royalty to nationalism and that was such an interesting movie but I saw that movie with my father um, I saw Chinatown which wow which that was with Jack Nicholson yes yeah. and I saw that my father and I went to Jersey oh I also saw um, Odessa Fire this is funny it was not funny but it's funny now um, I was supposed to go my father and I went to a school night and for whatever reason, we went to the movies as opposed to me staying home doing homework. And then we came back. But then my father was really the um, the catalyst for uh, my love of movies. What, what what was some recent movies that you've seen that you've enjoyed lately? And that that's really I I don't know if they're recent. I mean, I enjoyed Pulp Fiction. I enjoyed True Romance. I enjoyed Malcolm X. I enjoyed. Um, I don't know. It seems like my focus now has kind of not been in the movies. It's been more... Uh, lately, I've been reading essays. Uh, I just finished James Baldwin, Native Son, and I'm reading this by Roxanne Gay, Bad Feminist. So I've been reading more essays, less fiction, because my fiction is coming from my comic books I'm reading because um, it kind of balances out. And it helps me... Um, comic books have always served as my... Um, means of releasing and relaxing. So when I was in high school, comics were there. When I was in college, comics there. When I got my first advanced degree at Columbia, comics was there. Mm -hmm. When I went to law school, comics were there. So because uh, a lot of times I would get stressed out and I'm in the library and you're in the stacks in the books and you got this, I would just say, whoop, hold up, pull out a comic, I read it for a while and then I go back. It's sort of what I call the fuck it principle. When shit gets too heavy, you just say fuck it and you step away and then you come back to it. I love this. That's, so that's where I started doing that in school because I remember you, you taught me how to do that when I was in college. Um, I would like to talk about 
how you got your children into to reading comic books and I don't liking know, what you I, I don't know if it's I just think there are books in the house. So I um what I used to do is I used to buy it was really fucking expensive. <laughs> I didn't want you to touch my comic books, so I would buy you comic books. Remember? So if I bought a comic, you would have a copy. And then at some point, it's funny now, because I would spend like 50 or $60 in comics, and then half of that was mine, 30 The other half was you and Khalid. So, and then you also taught me something. Um, you said, wait till the trade comes out. Yeah. Now, I have... Check this out. I have comic books in Buffalo because I went to law school in Buffalo. Your godfather has, I think they're like six or seven stacks, you know, those big comic uh-huh. boxes of comics. Ooh. And yeah, um, that's why I wanted you to go when we go up to Buffalo because I don't think I'm bringing them all back, but I think there's some stuff in there that's like, go. And then that's what's making me angry because they're um, now a lot of stuff that I have they're re-releasing a new edition and all this, <laughs> like it's new fine gold and shit um, the, I'll tell you a comic there used to be Eclipse Comic Company um, and Aztec Ace is an excellent comic if you ever get a chance I think they're putting it back in collection again I recommend that for everyone he is a, a time traveler and he's dealing with craziness of the time and there's this rival force that's trying to disrupt time and he's trying to hold it on um that was like in in the 90s so if you ever get a chance you see Aztec Ace please read it okay okay oh I'm also and I'm also I don't think I read comics by characters I think now I'm reading comic books by writers um, I'm a big Howard Chaykin fan. Yep. Um, yeah, I am. So <laughs> the reason why I like it is because he did Black Kiss. And I, well, for me, that's when I started. And I figure anybody who could put someone getting a blowjob <laughs> in a comic book is definitely it's my kind of guy. Right, oh, right. yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so um, I like Warren Ellis, but sometimes he's hit or miss. I like um, Grant Morrison. Sometimes he's hit or miss. I mean, All-Star Superman was great. But then again, there's some other shit that I like, what the fuck? His Invisibles that they did on the Vertical is a good read. But I enjoy the, um, who else is another one I like? Okay. I like Denny O'Neill stuff. I like, um. So let me ask you this. Chris Priest. Oh, his okay. Black Panther yeah, one Yeah, Black Panthers, And he's killing them on Deathstroke. Yeah, they haven't taken him off. He's actually been pretty consistent. No, he, on that he's show. good. He's good. You can't take. I him didn't off. like him on Justice League though. I, I didn't, didn't like, read Justice. I you, never liked you did Justice right. League from. Um, you, you did all right skipping all on that. But my but question, I, I was never a, 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 a Justice League fan. My question to you is: um, looking looking at us now and seeing how your sons or your children are into what you're into, how does that make you feel? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Like, just watching us, and you see Khalid and I go to Comic-Con, like, you remember how you my first yeah. Comic-Con was because of you. You know, you was you was volunteering, and you gave me the pass, and I went over there and got Sensory Overload. I would say probably my nerdiness went in the full overdrive after that. You know? I think it's good. I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily see anything wrong. I think you could be into drinking, you could be into sniffing, you could be into shooting up heroin. You know, I see it as a lesser of two evils. But I also think it's good because it helps you 
think and, and imagine. I think we think too much sometimes in a box, and we don't think outside the box. I, the only thing that I, I find is um, people who invest read comics because you like them. Don't read comics because you think they're going to be valuable because you never know. The value is different. I mean, you got digital comics, which I thank you for. You know, I, I mean, I got it's running out of space, man. Yeah, I mean, but I, I I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I do enjoy holding a comic book in my. So I have it digitally, and I may have it in my bag. My son will attest. I got a lot of comics. Shoot, he's got some back. comics downstairs. We have tons and tons and tons. There's like this uh, storage space in our building. Well, I don't live here anymore, but there's a storage space in this building. And whew, we have, it's not even boxes, it's tubs filled with stories from back in the 90s and 80s. And even before then, you got stuff. I have comics that are 80-page annual, Superman, Batman, Justice League. I used to have um, Sergeant Rock, 80-page annual, Sam. Speaking of Sergeant Rock, my favorite character from... Not my favorite, but I always enjoyed Nick Fury uh, and Sergeant Fury and the Howlers. And I enjoyed S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, those are the Marvel comics I like. I mean, I did read Marvel. Marvel that I enjoyed was Cloak and Dagger. But then I felt there was a point in Marvel where they were taking advantage of me. You know, <laughs> you felt so, personally attacked? Not personally attacked. I think I felt more um, like um, they weren't respecting my intelligence. But... Something I'm a big fan of. I'm a big fan of Shang-Chi and Iron Fist. They're getting ready to do Shang-Chi. Yeah, I know. But I think if they did it back when I was reading it in the 70s, it is racist. I mean, a lot of the presumption. I think I like Shang-Chi because I studied the martial arts. um, Under um, Grandmaster Robert J. Cooper. um, And his teachers were Sun Duck's son, who was one of the fathers who founded um, the modern Taekwondo after it had changed um, Master Moses Powell and his teacher, Ferendo Visitacion. Um, I had that experience. I'm not saying I'm a good martial artist, but when you have that. So as a 14-year-old, it was exciting. Um, a series that I enjoy uh, was Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, which was a Marvel black and white magazine that they, they put out. Some of the... People I used to follow were the Sons of Tiger. You can get it in an omnibus. I have both of them because it reminds me of my um, my childhood. They even have in one of the magazines the tournament. The, I participated in maybe three. The one tournament it was a Fred Hamilton martial arts tournament. But I'm sorry, I'm I'm digressing. No, so. this is this is what. what um, what would you say? Uh. In terms of like, I guess your geekiness or like, what are what have your your kids taken from that? Like, what's something that a quality that Tuesday has from you, or something that I have from me, or even Niara has from well, you? Well, I I think for okay, so do I start with the oldest or I start with the middle child? You start with the oldest, just make your way down. Okay, I think Tucson has a legitimate love for comics. I think Tucson has a legitimate love for imagination and fantasy and and seeing the brightness and, and the chair and um you know, I, I and I marvel at that because Tucson could come in from work and have a bad day 
and but he will sit back and read a comic. And when I see him smile, you, you know, that's like, oh, wow. And it's just a sincere smile. It reminds me of when he was a kid. But, you know, sometimes, you, have you ever read anything where you, you I equate it to, like, having a good meal, and you push away and say, damn, that was good. You know, you yeah. enjoyed participating in the eating and everything was good. I mean, there are comics when I read, and I said, damn, that was a good read. That was an excellent read. Like, for me... Starman um, that um, James Robinson did for DC was excellent. I enjoyed That's it. That's with Ted Knight's son, Jack, right? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, for Khalid, is your, your love of film and, and your precision and te- technicality, because, um, not technicality, but, but, but um, technique. Example, we used to get, I don't think they do them anymore, DVD has um, special features. Special yeah. features. Some now, you were the only one, a little kid, you had to be like um, 9 or 10, and you would listen, watch the movie, but then watch the movie as the director talked about the cut and why he chose this. I mean, what person, what, unless you're interested in film, would actually sit there and um you know, watch the director's commentary and watch the movie. And I think that gave you um, a love of film. And then when you went to the film camp and did your own film and brought, there was an episode. Oh, Laundry Man. Right, yeah. Laundry Man. You know, Laundro Man. <laughs> you mentioned something about, I heard something that reminds me of something, a conversation that either you and I had or your mother and I had, and that ended up in the film. Um, I, I, and you pursued it, and you're still pursuing it. And I think that's it. Um, you're very critical. I think you would good, be a good movie critic in terms of what you analyze and character development. Mm-hmm. But that came from you watching DVDs and listening to commentaries about directors and shots. So that was kind of like your early film school that you created for yourself. And then I was proud. I don't know if you remember. I'm always proud of my kids. I, I Always proud of you. May not always agree with what you do, but I'm proud of, <laughs> of, of you. The one that you did is remember you did this commercial for a car company with the Batman. Oh, and, yeah. oh with the Dark Knight Rises. Right. Right. That was hot though. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Yeah, yeah, and that was that? good. Yeah, it's on my YouTube. You know, and I thought that that was good. You know, um, I enjoyed your killer smile persona. I think that that was so so you. You know, I think that that typifies you. I think you have a good sense of yourself. I enjoy it. I always tell you this. I'm so chill. I'm frozen. And that captures <laughs> you mm-hmm. for, for, um, and Niara. Niara, okay, wasn't a big comic reader, but she's a big reader. So there were always books in the house. The, her comics were Archie. I remember mm-hmm. those, yeah. So I would bring her Archie. Um, it's not the new Archie. The um, the realistic Archie was the old Jughead and Riverdale and Stunning's on hamburgers the classics, and, and, and stuff like that. So, um, Niara, out of all of you, you're creative, but she's probably more of the creative yeah. one mm-hmm. in yeah. terms of um, their sister. I love her. She's kind of loony. She's the true artist. Where's the fucking scarf in the winter, you know, because that's the whole artist persona. <laughs> let's take a meeting. But I'm proud of her because she did a film, you know, and she's trying to do a production company. And just like I'm proud of you two trying to do 
um, your jazz at, at St. Augustine, you know, that you're taking a chance. That's what life is about. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Sometimes you kill the bear, sometimes the bear kills you. But the thing is that you keep uh, moving. It sounded like a Rocky commercial there. Actually, it almost <laughs> sounded like John Witherspoon in Friday. But you live to fight another day. But let me tell you something that my father had told me, and I always tell you. There are plenty of people who want to eliminate you. You don't need to eliminate yourself. That was dope. I think this was, this was good. <laughs> so with that being said, guys, Pops, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for coming you. on board. Thank you. Thank you. I'm yeah. sorry if I talk too much. No, you, no, you, were, you were fine. Uh, and we could do a second part, too, later. Okay, depending on response. So if you respond, <laughs> please respond. Because this is this is not a paying gig. <laughs> but it will be paying. We got no stuff. budget. No budget. <laughs> budget. It's but like pop, come over. Not even a popcorn budget? Damn. We'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. Okay, to everyone out there, thank you very much to re- letting the old man reminisce about comics and life. Uh, wow, I've been reading it for 53 years. Wow, that's a long fucking time. It is. OG blurred, baby. All right, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening to us. Thanks again, guys. This is Two. This is Cal. And this is Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. Have a good one. <laughs>